Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for tuning in to the voice of the preacher this morning. I'm Apostle Barbara Ann Bolden, our pastor of the Anointed Church of the Living God. Just thanking and praising God for this another day that he kept us yet in the land of the living, that he touched us with his finger of love, woke us up this morning with a reasonable portion of health and strength, and started us on our way. He didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad that he did. And I'm thankful that you joined us on today. Amen. Let us pray on this morning. Glory to God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come with our faces bowed toward Mother Earth and our voices lifted to heaven. We come thanking and praising you, Father. We thank you for your love that that you shared with us in Jesus Christ when you sent him to die for our sins on Calvary. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the shedding of your blood. We realize without the shedding of blood that there is no remission, no remission of sin. And we just thank you and praise you for the love, amen, that's poured out on Calvary for our sins. And we know that the blood will never lose its power. Lord, we thank you for eternal, everlasting life through Jesus Christ. We thank and we praise you this morning for the pouring out of your spirit. We thank you for the Holy Ghost on this morning, Lord, for his keeping and for his guide, for his comfort, for him being not only coming up on us, but being in us. Glory to God. And we thank and we praise you, Lord Jesus, for our loved ones, for you've yet kept us all together and yet in the land of the living. And Lord, we just want to say thank you today. We thank you, Lord, for the food on our tables, the clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, and the roof over our head. We don't take anything for granted on today, God. We thank you for water. We thank you for air. Amen. To breathe, Almighty God. We take nothing for granted. We realize that everything comes from you, Lord, and we just thank you for all your good and perfect gifts. Lord, we just thank and praise you, Father God. We thank and praise you because you're worthy to be praised. David said, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, that you're worthy and we agree with the word of God. And we just can't praise you. We can't thank you enough. Lord, I ask you, Father, this morning that those who lost loved ones, they're walking uh, in the valley shadow with death, Father God. I ask that you will comfort them on today. But, Lord, you already know glory to God, and only you can do it. Only you can do it, Lord. Comfort, amen, those who's lost loved ones, Father God. Comfort them, wrap your arms around them, Lord, and let them know that you're with them every step of the way, that you'll never leave and you'll never forsake them, oh God. Give them the comfort that only your love can bring, that only your arms can bring. Touch them, Father God. Touch their hearts, almighty God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Those that are crying out for healing this morning, they're suffering, Lord, on their sick beds with coronavirus, and not just coronavirus, but other infirmities. I just ask that you'll touch and that you'll heal them, Lord. Those that are suffering with coronavirus, I pray that you will heal and restore their bodies without any side effects, Lord. I pray that you will raise them up, God, and let them walk in health once again in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name that you will send encouragement to those who are discouraged on today. I pray, Father God, that you will lift, amen, and break the hand of oppression from off the neck of the people, almighty God, and let them find their strength in you, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. For I know that you can do anything but fail, almighty God, for those who are throwing in the towel and holding their hands in the air and just saying, I don't care anymore. I just give up. I'm 
tired of this and I'm tired of that. God, breathe on them. I pray, breathe on them, strengthen them, revive them as only you can, Lord. It's not by might or power, but by your spirit. So let the Holy Spirit's breath breathe fresh air on your people, oh God, on today. Let the breath of the Holy Spirit invigorate and revive and strengthen and lift up as only he can. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, oh Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that are lost and don't know you in the pardon of their seeing God. As time is running out, Lord, speak to the mind, speak to the heart. God, give them a mind to want to be saved. Take the blinders from their eyes, for they're blinded by the sin, by the sins of the world. They're blinded by the God of this world, Father God. But in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that the scales fall from their eyes, that they have a Damascus Road experience as you did with Saul on his way to Damascus. Oh God, let the scales fall from their eyes and let them see, amen, that they need that they need to receive you, that they need to repent of their sins. They need to confess their sins and give their hearts to you on today, Lord. I pray, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that the pastors, Almighty God, will be encouraged, Lord, as only you can encourage them. Let them continue to preach the mighty word, Father God, and let them be encouraged in their walk, Lord. Don't let them give up and close the doors of their church because of the hardness of man's heart, but let them know, Father God, that you're with them every step of the way, and that what you called us to do, we have to do it until the end, regardless as to what it looks like, regardless as to how many walk out, and regardless as to how many leave God. We have to stand, glory to God, and be faithful to the end. So I ask, Father, that you encourage your pastors all over the world, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, for the peace of Israel and Jerusalem. We pray, Father God, for the, for the presidents and for the leaders of nations, Father. We pray your will be done in their lives. We pray that your will be done in our life, God. We're not asking for our will this morning. We pray that your will be done, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I continue to pray your blessings on this broadcast that you've blessed us to go out over the airways each Sunday morning, Lord, and we just thank you for that opportunity. We bless Paul and Diane Tinkle and the people that work here. We pray, Father God, that whatever their needs are, we lift them up to you, God, every one of them. And I ask that you will meet them in the very center of their need, God, that you will bless their families, that you will give them health, give them strength, almighty God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. And Father, when we've done all we can do, Lord, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that we can stand before you and hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. It's our aim and it's our goal. And we believe it. And we will receive it as we live our lives in the light of your love and in obedience and complete and total surrender to you, almighty God. In Jesus name, I ask it. I give you thanks, praise and glory forever. Amen and amen. I thank you for coming into agreement with a prayer. Glory to God on today, on this morning. And thank you once again for tuning in to the voice of the preacher, 104.9 KYTN, trusting and praising God, amen, that you will continue to do so and that you will share the broadcast with others, glory to God. And if you're living in a uh, in a rural area and your radio doesn't pick up too good, just let me say this, you can download an app on your cell phone. It's a free app. It's called Simple Radio and it's digital and generally 
Uh, you can pick up just about anywhere on that radio. My son lives in Memphis and they received the broadcast. So I thank and I praise God and I thank God for those of you who are yet sending donations to the voice of the preacher. I thank uh, Brother Eddie and Larissa Bolden in Memphis for their weekly donation. And for those of you who donate when you can, I thank you. Uh, I thank Miss Pat Wade for her donations. Glory to God from time to time. I thank God for all of you who decide to send a donation. You can mail it to 1211 South Miles Avenue, Union City, Tennessee, 38261. Or you can mail it to uh, Post Office Box 5000. That's KYTN in care of uh, KYTN, Voice of the Preacher, Union City, Tennessee, 38281 for a post box. So thank you for thinking about us. And surely if you can't send a donation, then certainly you can continue to pray for us. And we solicit your prayers on today because prayer changes things. Prayer is the only thing that will do something about everything. Did you know that God won't move? He won't lift a finger to do anything unless somebody pray and ask him to. Unless you invite God into your situation, into whatever it is you're dealing with. If you don't stop and pray, if you don't seek him, if you don't ask, he won't do anything. He won't do anything. But if you ask, glory to God, then he'll move. He'll move, praise God. So it's yours just for the asking. So it's time. It's praying time. And it's time for us to pray as never before. It isn't time to get tired. It isn't time to fall like flies by the wayside, glory to God. It isn't time, glory to God, to throw in the towel or throw up our hands. It's praying time. It's fasting time, glory to God. Why? Because prayer changes things. And when we fast, glory to God, we in reinforce, we double up, glory to God, on the anointing. We double up, glory to God, that fasting is reinforcement, praise God. And some things can only be done through prayer and fasting, glory to God, because we don't battle against flesh and blood. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. Our battle is with uh, is with spirits, because we're spirits. We're spirit beings wrapped in flesh to fulfill and to work out our salvation according to the will of God. So we must pray, we must fast, and realize why. Because those are the weapons of our warfare, glory to God. What does the word say? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations. You read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, start at the third verse, uh, verses 3, 4, and 5, and read that, glory to God. So we want to battle a man, a supernatural enemy with the supernatural weapons that the Lord has given us to in the spirit. And that weapon, amen, one is prayer. Another glory to God is fasting, amen, is fasting, is abstaining from food, amen, for a while so that you can be in a better position spiritually and your spirit will interact, glory to God, with spiritual things easily, glory to God easily. You won't have that push. You won't have that problem of that battle. Glory to God. Amen. When we fast, we bring our flesh under subjection. Glory to God to the word, to the will. Amen of God. Now go on and tell somebody amen this morning. Tell them it's praying time and it's fasting time. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Uh, for scripture this morning, if you would please look at Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14. And it reads, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, the Holy Ghost, offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences 
from acts that lead to death. Okay? So tell somebody, glory to God, I'm going to stay under the blood, glory to God, because we know, amen, that the blood of Jesus uh, 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 keep our body. We know that the blood of Jesus, amen, is a healer. We know we're healed by the blood. We know we're delivered by the blood. But this scripture right here tells us why. What? That it keeps our conscience, it cleans our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve who? The living God, amen. So we want to thank God, amen, that uh, conscious of our conscious, if it condemn us or convict us over sins that we haven't repented of, then glory to God, we need, amen, to apply the blood to what? To our conscience, glory to God, to our conscience. Why? Because even our conscience is cleansed, as this scripture says, by the blood of Jesus. And the definition for conscience is the power or principle within us, which decides on the lawfulness or unlawfulness of our own action and instantly approves or condemns them. them. Glory to God. Your conscience, amen, is what? The judge within. Everybody has a conscience. God gave everyone, amen, a conscience at birth. And this uh, lets us know, amen, that our conscience can be and needs to be cleansed also by the blood of Jesus Christ. So this morning, if you haven't done it, then plead the blood of Jesus over your conscience. Glory to God. If your conscience is bothering you, if you thought things uh, that you shouldn't think, even if you've done things, said things that you should not have done, and your conscience is bothering you, say, this is the good place. This is a good place for the blood of Jesus. So, Lord, I plead the blood over my conscience this morning. And if your conscience is bothering you over something that you said or something that you did, then you don't want to forget to ask that person to forgive you. Glory to God to forgive you. And then ask the Lord to forgive you. Glory to God. And the blood of Jesus will wash. Amen. Your conscience clean. Glory to God. That's the judge that he put inside of us. And uh, it instantly approves us or condemns us for whatever glory to God we might do that is not in the will of God or that's wrong. So you thank God if you've got a clear conscience, if you've got a pure conscience this morning, then thank God. Amen for it. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God and blessed are the pure. Amen. In conscience on today. Glory to God. So ask somebody, is your conscience bothering you? Do you feel all right? Is it well with your soul on today? They say it's well with my soul. Well, is it well with your conscience? Glory to God. Amen. Is your conscience bothering you about anything? Glory to God. If so. Tell them to apply the blood of Jesus on today. A conscience is a powerful thing. Glory to God. Look at John chapter 8 and verse 9. John 8 and 9 says, and when they heard it, were convicted by their own conscience. When they heard it, these people, this group of people were convicted by their own conscience. So you said, why did their conscience convict them? Because they were wrong. They were wrong themselves and they were trying to and intended to put someone to death who they had judged to be wrong. That's the chapter that talks about the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. John chapter 8 verses 1 through 11. And the scribes and Pharisees of people had uh, caught her in the act of adultery and bought her and stood her before Jesus. They wanted Jesus to condemn her or to not condemn her so that they could stone him too. So when they bought her and stood up before Jesus, they said, Master, here's a woman. We caught her in the very act of adultery. And the law by Moses said that she should be stoned. But what do you say? 
Now, you know, they weren't interested in the Lord's answer, really, because they had already uh, purposed in their heart to stone the woman to death. But they were trying to get Jesus. They hoped that in his answer, they could kill two birds with one stone, per se. Glory to God. But Jesus didn't answer them right away. He stooped down and he began to mark on the ground with his finger. And the word doesn't say what he marked on the ground. He doesn't say maybe he wrote their names down and the date and the time that they were with the woman also, glory to God, or with someone in a similar way. It doesn't say because you can apply amen just about anything there if you want to, but the word doesn't say, but he just continued to mark on the ground with his finger. Jesus didn't waste time and Jesus didn't waste words. So whatever he wrote in the dust, glory to God, amen, whatever he wrote in the dust, believe you me, it was significant to what was going on then, but they only became more agitated and continued to ask him, uh, what do you say? You know how it is. If you ask someone something and you're waiting for an answer and they don't answer you. We'll go off, won't we? We'll go off. Don't you hear me? Didn't you hear me? You going to answer? You going to answer? You know, there's nothing more aggravating than to ask someone a question and they act like they don't hear you. I mean, husband and wife do it all the time. Glory to God. Amen. That just happened. And it's an aggravating thing. So the people were getting very aggravated and agitated because Jesus did not answer them right away. But when they kept on asking him, he stood up and he answered them. And it was not the answer that they expected to receive. Jesus said, he who is without sin among you, cast the first stone at her. Cast the first stone at her. He didn't say don't stone her. He said, if you don't have any sin, then you have the right. You stone her first. You be the first one if you don't have any sin among you. And that's why the ninth verse says they heard it. And were convicted by their own conscience. Glory to God. And it said it started a man with the elders. Went on down to the least. They had to drop their heads in shame. They had to drop those stones. Glory to God. Who are you planning on stoning this morning? Who is it? Glory to God. That you've got a big fat stone for. And you're ready to stone them for something that you perceive in your self-righteous heart. That you feel like they need to be condemned. And you have condemned them. You need to drop that rock right now. Tell somebody drop it. Drop it. Glory to God. Drop it. Why? Because we're all sinners. We all have sinned that come short of the glory of God. And praise God. Amen. It's not for us to stone our brothers and sisters to death over some fault that we find in them, over something that they did wrong. The word of God tells us that when we find a brother and sister in a fault, that those who are spiritual, we're supposed to restore them, not stone them. Glory to God. But the word says, amen, that they were convicted by what? Their own conscience convicted them and they found that they could not condemn the woman. Glory to God. And Jesus asked the woman, amen. When he looked, everybody was gone. Has no man condemned you? She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I. Now he had the right. He could have, but he chose to forgive. He chose to restore her glory to God. He said, neither do I, neither do I condemn you. Glory to God. So we are supposed to, glory to God, have the mind of Christ, glory to God, and be forgiven and let's be restored. Let's restore and not condemn one another, glory to God. Amen. Their conscience convicted them. And guess what? That's a great place, amen, this morning for the blood of Jesus. Tell somebody, I'm going to stay, amen, under the blood, glory to God. I'm going to stay under the blood.
so that my conscience, amen, can be constantly cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Look at what it says in 1 Timothy 4 and 1. The Spirit speaks expressly that in latter times, that's today, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. They didn't stay under the blood. That's exactly what happened. They did not stay, amen, under the blood of Jesus. Tell somebody I'm going to stay under the blood because I don't want my conscience to be seared with a hot iron. I don't want, amen, to be so hardened, amen, that I don't have a conscience about talking wrong. I don't have a conscience about acting wrong. I don't have a conscience about treating somebody wrong. Glory to God. I'm just callous. The word of God says, amen, that when you are reproved, when you are uh, uh, you continue to stiffen your neck and be hard-headed, be hard-hearted. He said that suddenly uh, you'll be destroyed and that without remedy, glory to God. It can come really, really fast upon you, glory to God. When you're ripping and running and you have no conscience and you won't listen, you won't stop, glory to God, and warning after warning. Someone has tried to warn you, glory to God, to stop and to stop your ways and you don't do it, then you're headed on the road straight to destruction, Look, glory to God, at what First Timothy says. First Timothy 1, 5 and 6 says, when a, uh, glory to God, that when a person, amen, when a person allows sin to reestablish itself within his heart, you go back to your old way of life. You go back to the world and then you get to where sin doesn't. Sin doesn't bother you anymore. Sin doesn't bother you anymore. Let's paraphrase. It says, actually, uh, now the end of the commandment is charity, which translates love out of a pure heart and a good conscience and a faith unfringed from which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling. Some have swerved. Tell somebody you need to get back on the road. You need to, amen, come out of that swerve because people are swerving right and left. They're wandering from lane to lane, you know. People have a saying today, they say, I'm going to stay in my lane. Or they'll tell somebody, if they feel like you're meddling in their business, you need to get in your lane, get out of my lane, glory to God. Well, you tell somebody this morning, stop swerving, glory to God, because the word says here that they've swerved and have turned aside unto vain jangling. So what is uh, unfinished means to sincere, genuine love. It means feeling, being real. Glory to God, they've turned aside from being real. And jangling means quarreling in words, quarreling in words, amen, fighting over words and having a debate over words. That's against, amen, the word of God. So you need to slow your swerve. You need to correct your swerve this morning and to get back on track, amen, and not have a wandering conscience this morning. You need to be reestablished, glory to God, in the word of God. You need to be reestablished in your heart, glory to God. You need to get back this morning on the right track. Glory to God. Amen. You need to get back before, check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know, when you're driving a car in the natural, praise God, sometimes you'll get uh, swerve and you may go over into the other uh, into the other lane. You may swerve and go off the side of the road, glory to God, just a little bit. And they have those uh, rough places that go doo -doo 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 -doo, that makes that noise. You know, when you get out of off of your driving lane and you start getting too close uh, uh, to the edge of the road, it'll make a noise that'll get your attention to let you know you're swerving over too far to the edge of the road. And you could have an accident, glory to God. And we'll 
straighten up right quick and get back on the road. Someone has lost their path on the day. Someone has allowed the enemy to swerve them. Glory to God. You need to say it with all your heart, unfreeing and meaning in a sincere way. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel of my life today. I've swerved and I want to get back on track with you. I'm tired of my conscience bothering me. I'm tired of going to bed and trying to sleep with a guilty conscience. A lot of folk have trouble sleeping, glory to God, not because they have insomnia, but because they've got a bad conscience and their conscience won't let them have sleep. Their conscience won't give them peace. Glory to God. Tell somebody, this is a good place to repent on today and allow the blood of Jesus to wash your conscience clean. It's the only thing that can do it. Tell somebody right now, I'm going to stay under the blood. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going back. Amen. And I'm going to go back to my first love and I'm going to stay under the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. It's time. Amen. It's never before to stay. Amen. Under the blood of of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Hebrews 10 and 19 says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by what? By the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. And Leviticus 17 and 11 says the life of the flesh is in the blood. So if you want to live, guess what? You've got to stay under the blood of Jesus. Do you feel like that over in Exodus, glory to God, chapter 12, when God told Moses that the death angel was going to pass through and slay, amen, uh, the firstborn of the Egyptians, and he told him to take uh, the blood of a lamb and to strike the lintel and the doorpost, amen, of the houses and the death angel will pass over. Glory to God. Do you think that if someone had decided to run out of that house when the death angel was passing through, that they would not have been slain if they were a firstborn? Glory to God. Do you think that? Uh-uh. They would have been slain. They had to stay under the blood. They had to stay under the blood. And glory to God, we have to stay under the blood of Jesus. Stay under the blood. Glory to God. That amen is our protection. Praise God. That is our covering. And we need to purpose in our heart as never before. No matter what someone else is doing, don't you dare come out of the house. Tell somebody, stay in the house. Stay under, amen, the blood of Jesus. Stay in the house of God. Amen. Keep your mind, keep your conscience, amen, on the Lord. Praise God. With a pure conscience and with a pure heart, we have to serve God. And it's time like never before. It's time like never before to stay, amen, under the blood. You know, when the spies went in and, <clears throat> excuse me, were spying out Cana and Rahab the harlot, hid them, amen, and the, the, the signal as to where her house was, they put a scarlet cord outside the window so that Joshua and them would know, amen, not to attack her home. And that was symbolic of the blood over her house, even way back then, glory to God. But I'm telling you, they told her that everybody that's in the house will be saved, but anybody that's not in the house, they will be destroyed. So they had to stay what? They had to stay under the blood, glory to God. She interceded for her family. And they said, yeah, well, they didn't know her family. So they told her, anybody that's in the house with you, because she had done that favor for them and hid them so that they wouldn't be destroyed as spies, Anybody in your house is covered by the blood, but if they're out of your house, they'll be destroyed. Church, anybody in the house of God, you're in the house of God. It's time for you to stay under the blood of Jesus. It's not time to backslide. Glory to God. It isn't time to play a front door, back door, side door, window, roof, wall. It's time to stay 
under the blood. Glory to God. It's time to stay under the blood. Glory to God. So that you will not be destroyed. Amen. Stay under the blood of Jesus Christ. Stay under the blood. I can't say it enough. People, amen, are getting tired. People are throwing in the towels. You don't know how many times in one week that people say, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. This isn't happening for me. That isn't happening for me. Glory to God. My Lord, my Lord, it's no time to get tired. There are a lot of churches that have closed their doors. It's a heartbreaking thing. Glory to God. A heartbreaking thing because people, amen, have left. It isn't because of the coronavirus. It, it, some of it is simply because the pastors got discouraged because people left and they could no longer afford to keep the doors of the church open. They couldn't afford to keep the doors of the church open. We're living in some very, very trying times, glory to God. And my heart go out to pastors that are struggling under the burden, amen, of the finances of carrying, uh, trying to keep the church doors open, glory to God, with uh, very few members, praise God, amen. If you're afraid to go, I encourage you, if you want to stay at home and your pastor is still trying to carry out the work of God and doing the will of God and keeping the church door open, then by all means, continue to pay your tithe and to give your offerings and to give your support to the church, glory to God. If you're catching it on uh, social media, then that's fine, but by all means, continue to send your offering and your donations to the church because they're needed. Glory to God. Amen. They're needed. Praise God. So this morning, amen. That's the word of God for the people of God. Just want to encourage you to stay under the blood of Jesus. I want to encourage you to continue to support your household of faith. Glory to God. Continue to pray. Continue. Amen. To look to the Lord and continue, continue to stay under the blood. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. And thank you for tuning in to the voice of the preacher this morning. God bless you.